This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside with me as always, it's Mitch Doyle. G'day everybody. And not alongside me as not always, <laughs> the mouth from the south, it's Nick Campton. It's the smooth, seamless segues that keep me coming back for more. I'm sorry that you have to... Yeah. Be here for this the is not the, smooth, not seamless segues. This is the then. podcast that almost it didn't happen. I'm yeah, almost, I've, I'm ready to break something. But uh, here we are. <laughs> for something else. Other the, uh, than my technical spirit. difficulties, we've battled through and here we are. Mate, it's actually 3 o'clock in the morning and we've been trying Mate. to do this podcast for 12 hours. We've got the Nigel Plum of drop boards here today. We've got hold together with, ta- hold together <laughs> by tape. It's going to make it through 80 minutes and that's all. It's <laughs> held together with tape but plenty of big hits, mate. That's yeah, an Nigel Plum hits. right there. It's going to be held up together by tape for 80 minutes. It's all, all we ask from this tape today yep. and then that's it. It's, uh, it's much like Jason Nightingale's elbow. Anyway, we'll come on to that later. Very dislocated. We'll come on to that later, okay. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> Alrighty. We start at Campbelltown Stadium, God's own country. West Tigers 22, Manly Warringah 20. Uh, in a game that was very almost saved by Daly Cherry Evans' foot. Unfortunately, he had to take it out of his mouth for that to happen. Uh, yeah, West's good enough in this one, but you know, uh, for the four and a half thousand people that turned up to this game, well done to you for persisting with life. The first half of this game, I thought, was a little bit grim, a little bit difficult to watch and difficult to enjoy. You are a kind but man. Then, Have I ever said that? Oh, mate, it's, a, it's at the friendly confines of Campbelltown Sports Stadium. <laughs> like, you know, true. how wrong can it be? I know. But then in the second half. It kicked right off. There was just some mad footy played. Twally Lewis ran Mate. seventy odd meters to set up the first try of his entire that life. Thread, Twally Lewis thread on Twitter was one of the great. Oh, threads. very good. Shout out to, to Buddha. Bo- Bo- I, had, I didn't know you say Buddha's full name, <laughs> but it rocked, man. He's one of the <laughs> under one of the underrated followers out there on NRL Twitter. Get around that. And there was the uh, the mad Tom Trebojevic pass to to Daly Cherry Evans for his second try. There was Trent Hodkinson, the one true origin hero, getting over. And then there was Daly Cherry Evans, who, like, you know, he's a polarizing dude and he's easy to, you know, not get around. But if you're pinging over goals from halfway on the sideline. We were up on the couch here. Bro, we were. We were. Like, the, atmos- the atmosphere in the Castle de Bellin Theatre was just electric. There was more noise there than there was at Campbelltown. I'm telling <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. We were like, he's going to do it, the madman. He's lining it up. Yeah, there were probably, he, he, there he were probably people well. on couches at the stadium as well, to be fair. And so. we, we were screaming when he kicked. Ah! Oh, it looked. It looked. I th- for a second, I thought it was going over. It, it, to, it wasn't. It struck. snuck under. It wasn't like it was Polymanter esque. And whilst it, you know, yeah, whilst DC has problems with like disappearing for like seventy minutes, and he was doing it some in this game when he was kicking the ball out with thirty to go and they're losing. God, he loves a moment. That's a bit. Like, Does you know, he what? He. I mean, the, up the, pr- the pressure was off. Like he was playing with house money at that point, so of course he would turn up. Yeah, I mean, he wasted turn up, 40 I mean. seconds telling Tommy Turbo he was going to take the shot because oh. he wanted to get the <laughs> side. Was killing like, me. No, this is how it, this is how it's done. Thomas, step aside. I'm doing it, Tommy. <laughs> this is my team. We borrowed my chairs from Mum's house for the dressing room. Okay, <laughs> Trent borrowed them from my house. Maybe that's why it took so long. He said to Trent, "Trent, I bet you all the garden furniture at Brookvale <laughs> that I'm putting this one over." And uh, he didn't, but boy, I liked it. <laughs> from from like a more of a rugby league standpoint, I thought sort of the Tigers were dogged by the issues that have dogged them through much of the year. They can lose concentration during games. Mm. They really struggle to score points, and that's to me that's why they're not in the eight. But they did get the win and kept their finals hopes alive for like another twelve odd hours. Oh, to, uh, yeah, twenty four yeah. odd hours. That was nice. So fair play to them for that. And, and, and they've got twelve wins already, which makes the finals. You know, ninety percent of seasons. How, know, this is their first winning season in what? Yeah, since 2011, yeah. the last time they made the finals, for sure. And now, yeah, the next day, the Warriors did confirm that there would be that's the longest active finalsless streak 
is the Tigers now. Unlucky. But, you know, they're, they're shot to hit 13 wins as well, and they'll be the first team to ever hit 13 and not make the top eight. I feel so, like, I know Tigers fans at the moment are, are disappointed they haven't made the final because the chance was really there for them, especially with the game against the Dragons. But when you consider where they've been over the last sort of several seasons, I think their best finish since 2011 is another ninth. Mm. You know, they, they've come a long way, and I think they have a more solid foundation to build on than they have in some time, even when they had... Moses and Tedesco and Woods, that always seemed a little bit more volatile than, uh, than than what they have going now. Now they have a really solid base. I don't know if Ivan Cleary's going to end up staying because, like, you know, God knows what's going to actually happen there. But I do like a lot of the strides they've taken. Yeah, it feels like they've, even just this season, they've filled a lot of gaps that they really needed to fill. Like, I mean, the, the rubber man, Corey Thompson, was a good enough fullback. But well, not but, a great fullback. But, but guys like the Concord rubber man, they're the guys that you need if you're going to make the finals. You need yeah. to be able to find you need to be able to find value in in all sorts of different mm. players, and you need to be able to take players not of marginal ability, but m- maybe who don't have the greatest track record in first grade. And you need you, you need your coach to be able to draw better football out of them. And yeah. Ivan Cleary has shown some ability to do, to do that. And the Concord rubber man's the perfect example. And, and I mean, finding like Twile's an international footballer, but like the point that you were making about his run, like it doesn't necessarily feel like it's been coming, but it feels like the potential's always been here for him to to run have... seventy meters and put dummies on fullbacks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's if, my if there's one player who's going to break Tommy Turbo's ankles that doesn't play for Brisbane. It's it's going to be Twally. It's Twally Lewis, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the old Beirut Ballet. It was so good. That was, was so very good. that was very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Tigers, as we Man, said, yeah, can feel Manly, a little disappointed yeah. to not make the finals this year. Although, yeah, yeah. as we I, come I on to later, we might. Uh, they they should be that. Honestly, as, as Campo said, you still should yeah. be pretty happy with the season. Absolutely. Like, you know, not for Luma, I thought a good game too. He's come back into this side. They found something in by Farrer is um, yeah. The, I don't, know, I don't know if they want him around next year again. It's all yeah, back to what it, he was like. Well, it, it feels like they're poised for another head-on collision with Farah, just as they were a couple of years ago. You know, he was good for him for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if he can be their guy in the future. It feels to me like watching Farah in the moments where you just want somebody to calm down, it, like there are moments where I think in this game he was standing at maybe second receiver, and I think he kicked. And I was just thinking to myself, like, what are you... What are you doing? Just like go and pass the ball out from dummy half. Like you don't have to do all the co- like you're not Cameron Smith. Like well, just I know, I know that he's there to kind of be an experienced head, but you don't have to try and be like literally the greatest hooker of all time on your team. Well, it's just more like it, I think it's more evident once he played more first grade for this year. Like yeah, more true, and more hey? games, he slowed down. Whatever. It's just oh, he's just the same guy still. Yeah, you know? he he's slowed down, but he hasn't adapted his game. Yeah. Too, too slowing down. I think he, he can still be a valuable player for them, but he would need to change up his style a little bit. Yeah, that's not, not something happen. that he's, he, he's really shown an aptitude for. No, he hasn't. So wouldn't want to see him around there next year, but they uh, haven't got another option currently. I mean, who is surely waiting for a phone call. Somebody please, call him. Please, well, somebody. I, think, I know they're high on Jacob Little, but it's it's just about getting his body ready. And it's Agreed. been, you know... Two years of that now. Yeah, it's it's been it's been quite a time since they sort of earmarked him as their guy. So if, I would think that if it doesn't happen for him next year, it might not yeah. happen for him at West. Uh, and I mean, I've... I've watched him a few times this season playing for their Reggie's team, and he carves up. He carves up cup. Reggie's, yeah. Like, to the point where you go, why isn't this guy playing first grade? And then you see why really quickly yeah. oh, when he, he does. Just, he, his body just can't take it, yeah. you know. He's been battling shoulder injuries all year, but I'm a big fan. And yeah, that, being a hooker and having a shoulder injury, I guess, would be yeah, not great. critical. <laughs> not great. But yeah, they're in a spot, you know, going into an off-season now. They probably need to add, like, a centre, maybe another winger. If only they weren't sending one of their centres to England. 
Nah, nah, he should go. Yeah, it's, it's time, <laughs> time for Kev. I yeah. love Kev, but I think that's a that's a good move. Good for little both resurgence of them. end of the season for him for mm. Kev. Yeah, and you don't mind having Mahe for Nil, but you probably want him as your first drop. That lunacy. I don't know if they can handle all that with the rest of their side currently. And then, yeah, the hook the hooker pro- problem is the biggest one. Obviously, Josh Reynolds comes back into six next year, and God. that's it. And then Manly, well, who knows? By all reports, all four million people from Manly are leaving. Like that's, a lot, that's a lot. Of manly, money. Manly, just they're just they're on the ropes waiting for this season to end. I you mean, know, no they wonder just, they, they, they just want this to be over. Four million people at the club, but yeah, that's it. But uh, but yeah, that that pick they're getting some, at least they're getting some highlights out of it. You can have bad seasons, and when it falls apart, you could be Parramatta last week, or at least for Manly, it's like well, at least we had that cool Tawarovich pick up. We had. That uh, that Cherry Evans took that shot. Whatever, there was some highlight moments. It's going to be good for the review at the presentation night. You know, set to some. I don't know. Remember the name by Fort Minor. I was thinking. I was thinking more. Um, Tommy Life by Green Day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like for the depart for the four million people that are departing. Could be a long night if they have to read them all out. <laughs> One set of applause for each person. Anyway, we move on to speaking of whack shit. Uh, New Zealand Warriors 36, Penrith 16. At the uh, the volcano that is Mount Smart Stadium, um, Mitch, do you still think it's disrespectful to put Fusatua tries up to the bunker? <laughs> do I still think it's a belief of mine? <laughs> One of them was like they're doing that. Someone's found out and they're doing it to me on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> when he was like five minutes in from touch, he just put the ball down. Uh, can we just check the sideline? I want to make sure that he's uh, hugged everybody yeah, in the there's, celebration. There's not many guys where if they get a shot at the corner. You'll back them a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah. He's one. Felt's Felt. another. Like it. Yeah, and that that might be it. They're the two best. Now the you guys know? you back ninety five times out. But yeah, but those, those two, if if they if they get the shot, they always get it. And I understand sometimes you send a Kyle Felt one up just to admire it. You, sort of, <laughs> you, you want the freeze frame, but they're sending every first try at this point, and it's it's personal. And I'm coming for him. I he's don't know running, he's going to run, run through run through a, a yawning gap under the post. Uh, we just want to we'll check, check the, just check the grounding. Yeah. Make but, sure um, that was a good line. So, Toe Harris, great at football. Good in this game. Look, that I is, endorse that That statement. is a good yeah. take. Like, just fantastic at this game. And we see again, like, just... There's a, back, there's a lot of good back rowers around the comp, but I don't know if anyone has the full skill set he does. Perhaps Wade Graham is closest in terms of they can do it all. Mm. But Tohu already comes back, and he's like a playmaker on that right edge. And, and Sean Johnson has a new lease on life every time Tohu plays with him. Well, that right edge has been effective all year. Mm. But with Tohu, it goes from being good to maybe being the best edge in the entire competition, which, which is a big statement to make. But I'll stand by it because, like you say, Tohu Harris has such a well-rounded skill set. He really... Opens everything up for them on that side, you know. And yeah. when you've got Johnson and Harris and the Fuss, you know, you can you can carry just about whoever you want in that centre spot. You can carry your Peter Hickel or Gerard Beale, who don't have sort of the highlight reel capability of those other three, because they have all this this class around them. Mm. And I really do think that bringing Harris back into the equation takes the Warriors from being, you know, not an also ran, but you know, a team firmly at the bottom of the top eight, and it really sort of changes their their upside and their capabilities in the finals. You know, I really do rate him that highly. It, it seems to me like when Harris plays on that edge, they basically go from having kind of a half, an edge back rower, a centre and a winger, to basically having one of each of those players extra and still having his size. Like being able to have effectively a huge centre who can also pass the ball like a half and not necessarily score like the force, but you're effectively giving yourself extra player in each position wherever he needs to be. So, like, if somebody wants to go, if he, you know, if he's had a big set in defence and wants to go sit out further in defence, uh, further in attack and not necessarily look for the ball, he can. If he wants to go in and get the ball instead of Johnson, he can. It, it 
gives them so many more options. Yeah, it, than, it opens it opens yeah. it all up. It opens it all. And up. as you and say, I mean, uh, Beal is a good enough player. Like he would get games at most, well, maybe not most know, other clubs, but a, a fair few clubs. He doesn't fuck up. Yeah, he's yeah. he's safe. The problem they safe had enough. Like, they had Ashford in that spot oh, outside God. Johnson for yeah. like two years, and the opportunities he he squandered. Yeah, we all saw them. And I mean, the that, guy has hands, uh, feet for hands, let's yeah. be honest. Anyway, but, uh, they've got that edge going. And then, yeah, Tohu now. Like, you've good Old mate Jason NRL on Twitter pointed this out. But they're, it's obviously not all him. But they're 11-4 and four with Tohu Harris in the lineup this year. And they're 3-5 and five without him. And uh, it just, yeah, he just thinks they're, team, they're a team that are better than their position, ladder position currently. And I know everyone's a smoky, but I really do think these guys are a proper chance come the finals. If they can get out there with RTS, Green... Uh, Sean Johnson, Luke, and Tohu, they're five. They're, they'll give anyone a good run. How many How many games this season have they played with all of those guys on the field? I'd love to know. I don't know. Not, not many. Not as not many, many. Not as many as you'd like. They also yeah. have a really strong away record, which I think will yeah. come into play big time in the finals I mean, if they do end up getting fair, a couple of games away Three of those games have been at what, but Wellington, mate, they, they Dunedin. They never won those games, though. They had, yeah, they had terrible records everywhere yeah, there was a stretch. There was about a five or six-year stretch mm. there where they didn't. They couldn't win a game in New Zealand outside of Auckland. Yeah. Did they, they, took did them they anywhere win on the road. They couldn't do it. No, they didn't actually. They didn't. That's it. They traded. They traded the Gold Coast wins for like total away supremacy. That's what happened. Well, their eight and four record away from home is their best ever, and they have had three seasons where they won seven games on the road, and that was um twenty ten, I believe, yeah, twenty ten, two thousand and two in the minor premiers, and then their first year in the comp, and that was they went seven and four that year. But yeah, the first season ever going eight wins on the road, which is um it's a big thing traveling from that distance. We all know have how long the Cowboys couldn't buy a win. And their first like good season away from home, they won the bloody comp. And I'm not mm. saying the Warriors are going to win the comp, but being able to win away from your home deck in a Sydney-based competition is a massive thing come finals time. Yeah, in an absolute shock, me and Mitch are all about the Warriors. Who saw that coming? Yeah, who saw it coming whatsoever. And Penrith, mm. uh, yeah. <laughs> good for them. The school principal left and the boys are playing up now. <laughs> like... oh, it's, Lord, it's Lord of the Flies. Like... Yeah. They're all they're all just copping. I can't like when you when you watch them play. There's so many guys who are just so off the boil. Like fellas like mm. Wunga Blake, Kick Out, RCG, the guys yeah. that were really carrying them early in the season. It's just all fallen to bits. And when they were oh, going so well, terrible. he was terrible. And when they were going so well at the start of the year, so much of it came through their physicality. Like they were just belting people, and that carried them through a lot of games. Like what's happened to that? What's happened to that physicality? Well, that I mean, team, they have you know? been belting people, but I mean that was last week. Not allowed, not allowed to punch anymore, unfortunately. Which is, oh, yeah. Let them which know. Is, which is a great shame. But they yeah, got jokes. The point that you make about Kikau is like I remember even six, eight weeks ago on here, we were just like, oh, he's the one, you know, the one bloke in the NRL I wouldn't want running at me, yada yada. And now you're like, mm, maybe, maybe I would at least a little bit more. Like right. he just, he just looks so. Off the, I, I don't know how he gets. He's been thrown into. I've seen teams of the season emerging now, and he keeps getting thrown oh. into them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about all that. He's Settle. had, a, he's had a good, good season. season. But I, he's not wouldn't be my second row of the year. No and way. He's actually the one I'm least surprised about sort of going mm. down a little bit because this is his first full season in first grade. Yeah. Like you would expect someone to sort of hit the well, not the rookie wall because he played last year, but hitting that wall a little bit as as the grind of the season sort of that's gets him down, a bit, which is fair enough. Eighty minutes a week in, yeah, absolutely. And he can't defend still. That's why he can't be your best second row of yeah. the season. But yeah, there. Um, Maloney comes back this week, and maybe when he's there, they, they fire back up. But, um, and you're not, I'm not going to write any team off before the finals. We've seen over plenty of the years, last few years, so many teams who have done it all year have come to the last four or five weeks and not won anything and gone on to make the grand final. Like last year, what the Cowboys won one of their last five or six. When the Sharks won the comp, they won two of their last six. Uh, when the uh, Rabbitohs won the comp, I think it was two of their last five they won. Like, But Penrith... 
pretty broken. Yeah, I, I think they really need Maloney to come back and get into some of that form that had him leading the Dallium at the earlier part of the season. Mm, yeah. And maybe he will, because I actually think part of the reason he slowed down is because that Origin series took such a toll on him, kind of like physically and, mm. and mentally and emotionally as well. Like I think it was a big, big deal for him to get that. And he's not as young as he was, and there's a fair few miles mm. on those legs. So I think it's impacted him a lot more than it has in the past. But maybe this time off with injury has let him freshen up a bit. Maybe he will come back in a bit, in a bit better uh, condition, especially, you know, mentally. And maybe he can do something for him, but that's really what they're relying on. But even if they do improve a lot this week, they're playing Melbourne in Melbourne. It's mm. a tough, it's a tough bloody trip, especially for the Panthers. Like the Panthers have, haven't matched up well with Melbourne in a very long time. Mm. Alrighty, we move on to North Queensland forty-four, Parramatta six in a crazy game, a crazy game at uh, Townsville Stadium. Obviously, it was JT's last game in North Queensland. Um, tears all round. Did the yeah, Italian Mafia get into this game? This felt like the taking a dive in the first. <laughs> Parry, you're lying down. Did Tom Greenberg grease somebody's hands for oh, Thurston's last it was, game? It was always going to be tough to go up to the, the, the stockade and, and try and take down the cows in Thurston's mm. last game, but Parra really did turn it right they up. Thought they like, were, yeah, right up. They were in on... They had to be. <laughs> they were in on this. On the app. take. Mate, I would say they were on the tape, but they were definitely in on the the, the aura of the event. <laughs> Something got them. Oh, some hands were some hands were shaken, some backs were slapped, yeah. deals were made. But more, boy, did they! Um, Is this the part up? of the show where we just talk about Jordan McLean? How good about he to is? say, about to say, I don't know who they put in his skin when, <laughs> when he was out for the last fifteen weeks. I think it's Ben Teo is who I'm putting out there. That's that might be the guy they've stuck into his well, skin. Have you ever Lordy. seen? Have you ever seen him together? No. Haven't seen Ben Taylor. No, I'm not a conspiracy it. guy. I'm just a connect the dots guy. But Lord, like uh, he has been red hot. He's been unbelievable. He's been unbelievable. When he was at Melbourne, they liked to use him two passes wide of the ruck, get him running at some of the smaller guys on the on the fringes. Mm. But up in North Queensland, these last few games, he's just been in the middle of the field, just dancing on dudes. Like he's the size of a house. He's incredibly strong. He's very light on his feet. He, like, to be honest, I reckon these last three or four games are the best games I've ever seen him play. And if you've got a player of his size and his agility and you've also got somebody like Tamalolo playing next to him who is bigger and faster and quicker on his feet, like being in that middle must be the seventh circle of hell. That's oh, it. Like, absolutely. Trying to tackle those blokes, trying to pin them down long enough to be able to get your arms around them to tackle well, them. It's, this is exactly what we thought this middle would be. Yeah, for Whatever sure. Yeah. The last couple of games. Well, it's, I'm glad that they turned up against probably the worst. Well, the worst team in well, the comp. They were missing Nathan Brown on the Param- Paramount. That is true. Part anyway, they didn't really fall, throw much resistance. But yeah, mm. for McLean, like again, another. It's not exactly just his, but they're four and five with him, which isn't a great record. But without him, they're three and eleven. Jeez. Well, since again. since he since he's come back, they've beaten the Broncos at home. They pushed the Roosters and the Sharks on the road. That Sharks mm. game, they were they were undermanned as well. And then they've handled their business when they've been at home against the bad teams as well. And, you know, it mm. doesn't just open stuff up for uh, Tamalolo. It opens stuff up for Scott as well. Like, Scott had Scott these last two home games been two of the best games he's played in quite a while. Yeah. And if they get that Matt Scott next year, then all of a sudden that's mi- that middle is, like Mitch said, it's looking like the middle we thought it was going to be this season. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. And then you've got uh, Scavin Cooper just somehow willing his way to the equal most consecutive tries record with Frank Burge. Like, like the bloke eight has, games in a row for a forward. The bloke has literally just been made an immortal and Gavin Cooper has just, just, dunked, taken just jumped on him. Cop- yeah. Yeah. Gavin, Gavin Cooper is taking on the entire Glebe community. He's posterized one Glebe rugby league. He saw his record. He, he watched the Immortals show Cooper did and he got you know, on NRL.com's Immortal site and saw it. 
How many games did I this guy scoring? Oh, eight, you say? <laughs> I mate, I can do that. Eight. You walk over her eight. He wasn't running off JT, I'll tell you that now. Well, he's just walked some of them over too. He's just oh, yeah. Most casual eight he tries craw- in a row. He crawled over for one against the Sharks. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? One against, Nick, uh, against the Broncos, he picked up Nick Reamer like he was luggage. <laughs> <laughs> just carried him over with him, put him down to the baggage handling, and then put the ball down afterwards. But that, that's oh. nice. But yeah, it's... Um, I mean, there's not much to hold on to as a Cowboys fan this year, but at least you can think, well, in the last JT's last two home games, we pummeled Parramatta and we beat the Broncos. Yeah. That's an okay way out. That's a good way out. And, you know, rugby league doesn't always do this stuff well, but I thought it was it was all quite well done, all the thirst and goodbye stuff, you know. Yeah. Like it seemed like the entire crowd did stay to hear his speech after yeah. the game and that was really great. You've hit everybody. Someone else paid for that. Yeah, and it, it felt it felt like a moment. It felt like something special. Yeah, they pushed back the kickoff of the the last Saturday game this week just that JT has an extra fifteen minutes like on TV. Really? He's been, yeah, they pushed the kickoff back for that. That's why it's a later. That's uh, power, son. Yeah. That's a power uh, move. <laughs> it is Ballsy. a power move. Oh, I have one more thing to say in this game, I forgot. Geller Mosby, uh, not quickest Geller. man alive, but also the laziest That's man That's how in the motivated universe. they were. He actually ran in this game at one point. That's a <laughs> fight up there for JT. Man, no. I was, I've been wanting Geller Mosby in that team all season, but then he got in and you're like, oh, yeah, this is why. Yeah. 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 So, good, so good at the nines. and now, Yeah, he's, hmm. much, he's much rougher than I thought he was. It's a waste of that speed. I mean, you've spoken about many times in the house of Campbell. If we were that fast, we'd be running everywhere. Yeah, I'd run everywhere all the time. Mosby doesn't know what he has. Yeah, doesn't know I'd, what he's got till he's gone. I'd run from here <laughs> to the kitchen to grab a glass of water. He's going to be like crazy. that Vorsey dad. Added 40 years looking at a photo of his ex-wife looking at his speed <laughs> what did I do I wasted all this I didn't run anywhere that's the thing though he is so quick that even like the cows will keep t- taking chances on him and yeah. everyone in the league will because it, like, it's just such a it's having that top end speed that auto yeah. car speed that dufty speed it's just such a rare commodity you know and uh, Jake Clifford, by the way, classy in this game. He's getting better every week. I, dog, I like yeah. Clifford. I like him. Like the big red dog. That's very good. Like he seems to me to be a player. I know that he doesn't have a lot of experience, but he looks like he's already got kind of three or four years of footy brain Mate, in him. He's a good player. Yeah, I think he's he's improved a lot just since he came into first grade this year. Agreed. Like he already 100%. looks a lot more composed and a lot more capable. And I'm looking forward to see how him and Morgan go next yeah, year. Yeah, I'll throw him back on my eight next year. Oh, without a doubt. Back. Yeah. But uh, and then uh, one more thing I was going to say. No, lost it. That's it. Clifford was good. He's gone back to Q Cup for the, this week, though. They, they, did a, they, they did a good thing. They let him go back and win his finals. Yeah, good on him. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of any kind of reserve-grade chicanery to cram yeah. top graders in there. Yeah. Like the Bulldogs with Reece Martin the other yeah. week. Absolutely loved it. I really want, like... An origin player to play reserve grade under an assumed name, we wearing, wearing threw, some sort of disguise. Wouldn't we great if they knew when JT was not going to make the finals this year? They made him play like five Q Cup games. Yeah, so he could play for the Blackhawks <laughs> or something. He rolls That'd out be for the great. Blackhawks first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, speaking of reserve grade teams, Canberra Raiders twenty four, South twelve in the nation's capital. Where's Bunga? Where's Bunga yeah. now? Where is he? Uh, I didn't, I didn't want to level these kind of accusations, but since you brought it up, I will. Uh, this is why Bungard's not here. Cop that. Cop uh, that, Matthew. Allegedly. Um, look, Souths, what are you doing? Guys, for real. Oh, mate, I don't... Again, this is one, I've, these forms are the category. I've seen them be so good all year that I'm not worried about them. Yeah, People are really writing them off for the finals. Mm. But uh, I, I'm not that worried about their final run. They're getting the boys back. Everyone's getting fit now. I think they'll be fine come week one. I think it's more... Um, isn't it bizarre what happens to the Raiders when like, the, pre- the, pre- the pressure no ended? Pressure. They just, as I put up on, on our Boomerookies Twitter, it's the Dennis system. It's this at the point, they're at the eye of the Dennis system, that they're inspiring hope in their fans again. They just don't let them go. Like, all season they have the, the best attack in the league. 
and they somehow aren't in the final race. The moment they're out of the finals race, they grid out two wins against two of the top two. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, two, two weeks ago, my vibe was very much shoot me in the face. I want, I want life to end. <laughs> Now I'm like, well, I tell you what, man, if White and Caesar were fit, maybe we would have yeah. snuck in and got True. a couple of, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It's crazy how just getting a couple of good wins in games that, you know, probably don't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things can make you, can make you totally redefine what you think, what you think your team's it, capable of. It has of. been like it, a set, well, not just one season, but this season especially, it's just been, what if Blake Austin could tackle? What if some of our players didn't get injured? These, these are the things that keep me up at night, bro. I, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <coughs> but at the same time, I didn't think Souths were that off their game, especially in the first half. I thought no. the first half they were quite strong and they defended really well. Canberra had a heap of footy in that first half and Souths held them out, held them out. Ended up conceding a try off a kick. But so it Which wasn't was a, def- a great try. It was a, yeah, and it was a great put down. Like It mm. wasn't through a defensive misread or anything like that and then in the second half they kind of self-destructed a bit well, but yeah. I'm with Mitch I'm not I'm not giving up on him either no. you know I don't this isn't the sort of loss where you think oh my god it's all falling apart but that is three straight losses for them now so that's something yeah. to to keep in the back of the mind I'm in the opinion I've said it often you can be beaten and not play bad and that's what the Ra- no. Rabbitohs did in this game I think they might have expected the second half to be easier after they went in at half time similar up but um yeah, the Raiders took it to him. Soliola were just killing men. Oh, unbelievable. The, his form of the last four form, or five weeks, exceptional. Form Sensational. back of the comp. See Soliola. But I think the, the biggest upset of the whole year is the Canberra's left edge beating a team. Like, all year you like, want them to get the ball right. In this game, it's like, what are you doing? Go left, you idiots. Give it well, to Nick Lamar. Blake Oldfield. Austin discovered the joys of passing. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, very late, very late in the piece for him to do so, but yeah. here we are. I don't know how Michael Oldfield has... Like, he's been through like five clubs and not one of them has given him first grade runs. I don't know how. It hasn't even been first drop elsewhere but he's oh, a great first drop for Canberra yeah. oh mate he'd be a great first drop mate there, he'd be a great drop first drop for anyone he could be a starting winger don't, on, on a number only, of teams only have like 17 first grade games in the last five years he's been yeah yeah it's it it very strange he had about five he had one with the Roosters he had I think yep. five or so with Souths one with Penrith and now yep. I think he's about eight or nine with Canberra but in those 15 on games he scored about 10 or 11 tries I was like, going to say doing he, the job every time he, he's there he must be close to more tries than games, surely, like at this point. He's, he's not quite, but he's not far away. Mm. He's not. And then uh, and also in this game, you've got Kotri back on the wing where he just belongs. And oh, that, that's where my son needs to be. Things just happen when he's there. And then Brad Abbey at fullback, is, is a handy footballer in him there, and he's more comfortable there as well. And they look like a much better side when he, they've got that figured out. And again, there's a few things, if they went their way, maybe they're a final side this year, but you know, hopefully they can bottle some of this energy going into next year and do something different. I like that they're not going to go into what it's sort of first year in a long time that Raiders go into a season next year that's not like a, a, a barn selling forward pack. It's not big fellas, it's not Dane Tills, yeah. it's yeah, not it, Junior Paul, it's not Shannon Boyd. Yeah, and it's the first time in about ten years they're going to have a forward pack that's a little bit yeah. on the smaller side. Like they've they've still got Papali and he's still you know a very large man, but got you know Cia Soliola, Dynamis Louis, Emre Gula. John Bateman, I think he's going to play a little bit in the middle. They've got this other big pommy coming over named Ryan Sutton. Yeah. But it's you're right, it's not giants. It's guys who are a little bit more manoeuvrable, rely a bit, little bit more on footwork and, and things like that. So I am interested to see how this change sort of takes them. And uh, on that on that topic, it was interesting. In the sheds after after the game, Ricky was saying that like it's important that you know it's good to good to give the fans a last home win and yada yada yada. But I kind of get the feeling that the players know that once these guys leave, once the new season rolls around, it will take less things to go their way for them to make the finals next year. Because as you say, they're going to have a different breed of player coming in. This, like they've got a few younger players, the two British guys are coming over. I feel like there's less 
There's less that can go wrong, for want of a word. Less has to go right for them to make the finals. Well, they'll, they'll have Hodgson from the jump as well. Yeah, and true. this was another game that showed how good he is and mm. how valuable he is to the side. Like, I was joking before about Whiten and Caesar playing. If Hodgson plays the full year, I think they're not out of top eight contention with, no. with three weeks to go. Mm. Certainly. You know, at, 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 at the he very He missed, least. what, 16... 14, 16 too weeks? Many. Yeah, too well, many. Too many. One is too many. Yeah, they have a, a big question over that six next year, but I think Brad Abbey, maybe Hingano. Well, I, I think it's I think it's uh, Williams and Hingano who are duking yeah. it out at the moment. I, Abbey played a little bit of six in New South Wales Cup yeah. earlier this year. I'm not sure if they see him as that sort of player, but they, they may yet. They may yet. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Rabina Stadium on Saturday afternoon. This game sucked. Yeah, in a classic. Uh, one that befitted Cam Smith's record game. Uh, Gold Coast 8, Melbourne 10. That's all I have to say. Moving on to Saturday. Uh, do we have anything to add about oh, this game? Just like, oh, Melbourne just Melbourne. You know? Yeah, we, yeah, this is old Melbourne again. I'm sick, of, I'm sick of new Melbourne being old Melbourne again. I missed last year's Melbourne when they were yeah. fun. Bring back last year's Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, just like, yeah, this game was predictable though. Like, you just knew when the Titans couldn't pile any more points on, you're like, oh, someone ca- coming back and they'll win this by like four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the, tit- the Titans, I thought they played... Oh, pretty pretty well, all things considered. They got into that grind with Melbourne, but they can't beat Melbourne in those sorts of circumstances. You know, I think if they're to beat Melbourne, they have to do it like they've got by to, they've putting got, on a yeah, fair amount of points. They've got to know? win like thirty-four to twelve, and Anthony Don has to score four tries, and Philip Semi has to have a try. Well, Ash, to, Ash Taylor's got to turn up at the at the very least. So it's never going to you happen. know. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a just a grind. Uh, AJ yeah. Brimson continues to impress. Absolutely. Oh, Love him at fullback. Of this kid. Yeah, that's it. He's, as I said, a couple of people as well. He was okay at 5 out, but he's a fullback. And he's gone For back sure. there and immediately we see it. The energy he brings all over the field there is just, it's just fantastic. Well, I think it just helps as well to have a bit of speed back there it as does. well. Like mm. Mickey, Mickey Gordon's done a, a very serviceable job, as he always does. But Brimson just really gives them like a, a the ability to really create something out of nothing, yeah. which a team like the Titans can need if they get caught in a rut. And, exactly. And as you're saying, with the speed thing, like if you have Michael Gordon there, like yeah, he'll you know he'll he'll support in behind, but like Brimson's yeah. going to be able to support in behind, go through the line, and then no one's going to catch him. Yeah, well, like, Gordon's support game's still there, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah, Brimson, Brimson might create something, and then Kane LG, good to see him have a couple of okay games on the way out. He created a few things in these last few games. Defense mm-hmm. is still not a. Not crash hot, but yeah, you know, good to see him a few decentish games on the way out, and before he heads down to Manly, uh, Billy Slater with six hundred thousand run meters in this game, good for him. Uh, moving on to the game of the round, Eastern Suburbs eight, Brisbane twenty two. <laughs> Mate, I'm trying. I'm You're trying. trying. Doing uh, my best uh, at Moore Park on Saturday night. Mitch, what's it feel like to win? Oh no! Uh, remember, I said this like fifteen weeks ago on the podcast that we're going to beat Man- South and Man- Rabbit and uh, the Roosters, but lose all the other games in the last five yeah, rounds. Just, so not... we're going to we lost to the Bulldogs, we lost to the Cowboys, we won these. We we'll probably lose to Manly next week. <laughs> that was going to be no, my next question. Who's your next? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're not in the eight. But that's it takes the Broncos to eight and four. I think it's top eight teams, the best top eight record in the comp, and the only team that the M and the Storm, the only winning records against top eight teams. But uh, that's just it's a bizarre team. It was um. Obviously, a fantastic win uh, down down away from home there, and it was good to see like Darius Boyd. The last two games are okay, and I guess his functionality, if he's okay, the Broncos are good <laughs> if he, if his body works. They um, look like they've got him so close to physically right. Like this could be the best shape he's been in in months. Yeah, definitely his best shape he's been in all season. That's for sure. But I think that that couple of weeks at centre might have shocked him a little, which is a good thing. Uh, your boy though, your, your boy Milford's kicking game. Whew. Oh, do you 
Do you like Milford's kicking yeah, game? Yeah, no, you wouldn't know. Oh, really? You wouldn't know. That kick that... that, you, don't, that you don't talk about it much. I don't. That, that kick that Fergo watched just like curl in the in goal and spin around. He had to put dead. Fantastic kick. <laughs> that one there. And then, of course, your boy Pango was fantastic in this game too, I thought. And... um. But on, on, we've got to talk about the, the big thing, right? Like I thought it was a good win for the Broncos mainly because they did it for without their hooker for sixty minutes. Well, it, I thought it was. We will we'll get to the the, the big number thing, yep. obviously. But I thought it was very impressive that they were able to hold the Roosters, a very strong attacking team, to eight points without someone like McCulloch, who does such a good job for them with, in terms of line speed and really helping to hold down the middle of the field. Mm. With the tackle itself, I can't believe that the, there are people defending <laughs> it. Like if it happens once, you can maybe write that off as an accident. It's happened twice now. Like, just don't yeah. hit a person in the face with your face. Yeah, don't right. go head first, homie. That's you it. Know? I, last, I said it last time when we spoke about this thing, and, then, and Wayne Bennett refused to comment again post game because he said the same. He's going to say the same thing, but it's like, okay, what he, he led with his head. Like, I don't know what you want to hear from from people, but he led with his head. It was in a dangerous position. I don't I don't know how people are painting as a head clash again, but it's like it's exactly the same thing happened. He's lucky McCulloch's jaw didn't get broken like Corbin Sims did, but this is like Sims at least fell. McCulloch just stood straight up and got hit in the head. And it's like, yeah, okay, we like the Napa hits ninety five percent of the time. When he, but he's found a way to shoulder charge without shoulder charging, and there's some risk involved. The risk is he leads with his bloody head. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he leads with the top part of his head, which is the hardest part of your head. Yeah, yep. and he's getting fellas right on the jaw. And if anyone watches, you know, boxing or MMA, yeah. the jawline is the most vulnerable point. You know, mm-hmm. you, that's that's where people get knocked out when they get hit. You know, it's it's an absolute concussion magnet, the way that he's launching him with his head there. And it's, and, and it's somehow McCulloch's fault for being short. Oh, mate, that's that's <laughs> ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And what's even more ridiculous is the people saying, oh, he didn't mean he didn't mean to hurt him, he didn't mean to hurt him. It's like, that doesn't matter, mate. That's why they have careless, reckless gradings yeah. like that at, yeah. the, at the judiciary. Mm. You know, it's not as if, it's not as if, if they... If they slap the if they um, slap him for leading with his head, essentially, it's not like we're throwing bloody netball skirts on him or anything like that. No. You know, it's still a hard, tough physical sport, mm. and you just don't need shit like that. It's not yeah. part of the game. No, it's not. And he knew instantly himself he d- he went wrong. He actually had much more remorse on his face this time than he, he did. He with, stopped with to Sims. check that he was all right, which was you know a good sign. But yeah, it's like people are going on. He didn't mean to do it. So well, he meant to hurt him. He didn't yeah. mean to hurting him like that, but the whole thing, he shot up out of the line to hurt the bloke. Yeah. You know, that's what you're trying to do. That. You're trying to put a shot on for your team to inspire them. That's by whacking somebody. And yeah, it went wrong, but that's the risk he took. It's like, didn't mean to do it. It's like, should we take tries off guys who didn't mean to score? Oh, well, actually, the, uh, the Cowboys shouldn't be premiers because Ben Hunt didn't mean to drop the ball. Yeah, no. Let's, take that, let's do that again. He didn't mean to do uh, it. The Dragons were premiers in 99 as well, just for the record. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it, just a yeah, tackle it, gone wrong. It astounds it. me that there are people who say, oh, it's just an accident. He shouldn't get suspended or anything like that. You know, it's it's, it's just sickening to watch him full it, speed. It's crazy. Mate, I've, yeah. McCulloch, McCulloch looked, oh, he looked like he'd gone 10 rounds with Tyson, the way, like, the yeah. way his face was busted up. But you can't be having that. It it astounds me. I, don't, <clears throat> I must say that it, it, was a very, it was a certain section of the media, but it frustrates the shit out of me when you've got a bloke, and I know that we shouldn't name names, but... Wally Lewis in the in the halftime thing with with Channel Nine saying, "Oh, you know, it's a technique issue." Like this is a bloke who has had issues with his memory in the past that are on the record. Like the guy <laughs> is epileptic. He has said on the record that he can't remember things from his playing days, and he says that like, "Oh, it's a head clash. Things happen." It's like, mate, you are living with CTE. People are going to be out there. Like Nupper's probably not going to be able to fucking feed himself at thirty five. I have less of an issue with the Sims one because I would rather have a broken jaw than not be able to remember my kids' names when I'm 40. But it's just like, yeah, one of the other ones I heard was someone said, oh, but, you know, that's the stuff you, you do back in the day. You, you know, you lay someone out like that and it inspires your team. That's what you want to see back in the... It's like, well, 
Did you see the Roosters after that happened? Yeah. They didn't look inspired, neither did Napa. Yeah. Napa's literal next touch of the ball was Pangai sent him 15 metres, threw him off him. And he came back on the field, Pangai ran at him, Napa didn't go into the tackle and he got thrown away. And like, also, players in, like, if you're saying back in the day, like, players in the 70s mate. and 80s, it was a different era. They had different body shapes. Players weren't 130 kilos you know, hurling their heads at each other. It's a quarter like, of a century ago, man. It's not yeah. coming no, no, exactly. Back, Half go. those Roosters guys are McCulloch's mate, mate. Like, yeah. it showed. And it, anyway, after the game, I thought it was good. Though. After that, the, the Broncos lifted without him. And they threw on Fafita, who, my lord, what a player he yeah, is. He said it before. He, he, I said it when he first played, and I said, like, he is going to take defensive pressure off his team and, att- and attacking pressure off his team purely because people don't want to tackle him and people don't want to run him. Yeah. Well, the, the crazy thing is we were both at the game on Saturday night. I got a photo of Dean Witters. It was sick. Yeah. did see that. Well done. Yeah. And Mitch was saying Fafita's better than Jaden Sewer right now. And well, I've said that for a few, few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think yeah. that, that, like, that's, that's exactly right. I, I rate Sewer. But Fafita just looks more polished, more dangerous. He's a more effective defender. It's crazy how advanced he looks for how young he is, especially in that position. Yeah. Like You sometimes see 18-year-olds come up on the wing Maybe mm. you know, maybe in the outside back somewhere, you very rarely see it in the forwards. So he's he's extremely impressive. Yeah, and it's like he didn't have an NRL preseason. He came out of uh, under 18s, played a couple of weeks at Q Cup, playing NRL, and he just took on the Australian, uh, so Australian left edge player Boyd Cordner, the Blues captain, and outplayed him in this game. You know, he busted that edge a couple of times, left Latrell Mitchell clutching it at air, which was fantastic. Not out of character. Not out of character, but yeah, but yeah, that that was it. Like he. He was fantastic in this game. Looked good in each game, and now they've got that problem next year. Obviously, they're shipping Alex Glenn off, it seems, but they're going to have to find minutes for him, Gillett, and Sua. I mean, it's a good problem good to have, I guess, but that Gillett four-year deal just looks worse and worse. Yeah. It hasn't even started <laughs> for me. Uh, was it Fafita who scored? I'm fairly sure it was Fafita scored. Maybe two weeks ago. Mm. Didn't celebrate. No, he just lay there. Like, just... I admire the guy. Well, I'd just, be in the stands. These millennials, mate. But he's just smart. Don't celebrate celebrate, he refused to celebrate his, well, against ma- his former club. Smart young player, though. He made a break in both occasions. In that one you mentioned there, before he scored, he made the break and he took the tackle. Yeah. And then same thing this week. And that's actually a smart thing from a young player. He didn't force mm. a pass. And in both occasions, this one led to Latrell Mitchell being sin-binned. Mm. Which was the hardest he worked all day walking off that field. I mean, it was good. It was, was his, yeah. it was post-contact meters, which he's not That's known it. for. Oh, mate, that was uh, people know I'm going to talk about him at some point, right? But that play there, like he was out of the game the whole game, disinterested. He had, you know, again, no runs whatsoever until right at the game ended. But that game play there it was like he missed one of the tackles that Fafita broke the line in. The Broncos got down there. Fafita got tackled. The Broncos spread left, got stopped on the left edge, spread back right, and still by the time it went back right, Mitchell wasn't back on side. The rest of the team had got back. Latrell was walking, makes an offside tackle, gets Sinby, and it's like, do you give a fuck about your teammates? Like, I could understand if you're if you're like a middle forward and you know you're down behind the play. I can't understand any of them, man. Like, like I, I, I mean, it's excusable. Like, if you're behind the play, you're a middle forward. You'd have big game. You've made seventy tackles. Like, friend made seventy three tackles in this game. I can kind of excuse that, but like, mate, he'd made like a run and three tackles up until that point. Yeah. Like, and put an effort what, in. Yeah, you're just watching the play happen. Until <laughs> so the ball came back his side, then he decided to run. Yeah, but best, oh well, best he, center in the world. I just mate. enjoyed it. He had it. He had it. He didn't turn up, and uh, that, that's you know, don't have to hear about him for a while now. At least related to my Broncos. He no, got, all no, all you have to hear about him now was how much better the Roosters be if they just got him more involved. Yeah, that's it. It's you everyone else's And like part of it is on the Roosters not feeding him the ball, but part of him is not going and looking yeah. for it. You know, and, and it's had, been it's been like that for a couple of weeks now. He said four or five average games in a row now, done next to nothing. 
and is still getting called the most informed player in the comp. And if he does one good thing again, we'll forget about those four or five games for some reason. But that's just who he is. That's what he gets. Circle of life. Circle of life. But yeah, it was um, a solid win for the Broncos. And um, I guess that it was kind of weird seeing Tedesco play like he was at the Tigers again. I've said it to you at the night, but it was like he was the only one who looked likely. They kept throwing the ball, hoping things would happen. There was just no energy across the Roosters' side. But I think they were missing Hargreaves, who's been good this year. And um, I think that nap is so bad now, the less he plays, the better they are. Yeah, like like with Souths, I'm not... If yeah. I had Roosters stock, I wouldn't be selling it. I'm pretty like pretty sure they'll be able to right the ship and they'll go on a good run in the finals, most likely. But they yeah. do have some things they need to fix up. They do. Joey Manu's getting some good form, though. I've been impressed with him the last few weeks. Mm. Alrighty, we move on to Cronulla Sutherland, 38, Newcastle 12. Yeah. At uh, Lock Up Your Wives and Daughters Stadium. Uh, in the Shire, uh, Luke Lewis's last game uh, at Cronulla. So, well, physically at Cronulla, he'll be there obviously next week. Oh, they might they might play a final there. Not down Can at they? not no, down. They oh, they, 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 they won't actually. They're not playing week one. Caltex Park. Not down at Endeavour Field. <laughs> the shark, yeah. Look, the Sharks. This game was was close for probably about sixty minutes. The Sharks were doing sort of just enough to stay in front. I thought they got. A, I thought the Knights got a rough whistle for most of the day, but. When you really get down to it, the Knights just don't really have the, the quality across the park mm-hmm. at the moment to compete with a team like the Sharks for 80 mm-hmm. minutes. You know, their attack, the Newcastle's attack without Ponga looks really, really lost. Mitchell Pearce is trying very hard to get stuff he going. He does. His, he tries so He's never hard. been a massive creative player, though. No, yeah. but he's trying mm-hmm. to, to get stuff going, but the, it, it just doesn't look like they're all on the same page. And, you know, Danny Levi had a real shocker, I think, for, for Newcastle to have had a chance in this game. They needed him to really be at his best and... Yeah. You know, the, the run's just sort of gone out of them. And then the Sharks blew it out in the last 20 with a couple of, you know, very impressive tries, including a Sasaya Fecky banana kick, which was pretty, which was pretty <laughs> it was sweet. offensively but, good. Mate, I think this was pretty much just Cronulla rolling through a team that aren't, that aren't near the top eight and just, you know, yeah. keep I mean, keeping if, their, their, if, their little run going a bit. If Newcastle had to get anything out of this, A, they didn't concede 60 points. B, they scored some points. Uh, and those are the only two things. Well... Mitch is Mitch's Novacastrian enemy, Josh King. He was I was not right. just about to mention that. a try assist. And 13 runs from 91 metres. Yeah, yes. mate, he had a pretty good game. That's his best, probably he had a his best pretty good game. He got, more, he got double as many run, uh, run metres as uh, your mate, Latrell Mitchell, this week. Yeah, that might be the combined Latrell Mitchell runs through his career. It's Josh King in this game, 11, I think it is. When, when, <laughs> uh, when Fitzgibbon went off after that, what was, like, you know... If you're going to kiss on the pitch, at least make it a little gen- more gentle than that. Like, that was a sickening head clash. But when Fitzgibbon went off, I I knew that King would be the one to replace him, and I just thought, they're going to concede 150 points here. Um, and how wrong I was. And I'm happy that I was wrong, at least for, for Mitch's part and for Harry's part. Like, Josh King has become a meme in the office. Like, every time he gets the ball, I get told about it. Do you? <laughs> um, which, yeah. is, which is good. But, yeah, he but, played well. Yeah. Um, they did rush Connor Watson back too soon, though. They mm. regret that. I know it's the end of the season, but... You want to play like one? Can he play one full game before that? Speaking of young hearts, Kyle Flanagan debuted from the Sharks from that very uh, critically acclaimed minor premiership winning under 20 side from the year before. I thought he did okay. He gave away a penalty. I'm pretty sure he gave away a penalty with his first involvement. So the old man's clearly taught him a thing or two about a thing or two. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty, pretty tidy little debut. It's hard to tell what sort of first grade player he'll be. And I'm not sure how much first grade he's going to play with Moylan there and Townsend there. And they're both... Well, you know, as we know, Matt Moylan is not that young, but he's not old what? either. What? So it's difficult to see a oh, pathway. Don't lie on the first one, please. please. Uh, yeah, I, I liked Flano for what for what he did. Um, he was 
one player away from scoring on about four occasions, like the banana kick from Fecky. He's running in support, and he's like, please throw me the ball. Please. He's like three or four paces behind. Please throw me the ball. Fate chooses the Chad, my friend. Ah, what can I tell you? A great man. I've never, been impressed. I've never been impressed by him in reserve grade despite his great numbers, Kyle Flanagan, but I also was never impressed by Lachlan Lewis, so let's see. Well, that's, there we are. Yeah, that's a good comparison, actually. I, I don't mind that at all. Um, yeah, as we said, you know, Newcastle, a few more things to chew over. Uh, Ponga looked so sad to not yeah, be out there. At least they get the spoon, that's it. And then missing out on Ponga, probably kill his Dally M chances these last few weeks, but yeah, there's still positives in this year for them, which has been a while. Well, I feel like they're in a similar spot to the Tigers. Yeah. You know, they, they, they do have stuff to build on, and it's a fairly solid foundation. And they'll get Ramy in next year, he'll be a big in, and God, I think so he, can, he can really sort of change their parameters as an attacking mm. footy side, I reckon. Uh, we move on to. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about this. Well, the Bulldogs are good. 38 nil over the Dragons. St. George Illawarra nil, Canterbury Bankstown 38 at Jubilee, State, uh, Jubilee Oval in Cogra. Said it last week. Stop saying people are playing bad. The Bulldogs are good at the moment. No, they were, they they were, were good. They were a good side. They yeah. were good. They're, they're Remus Smith. Yeah, they're win- they're going been... the length t- twice. Mate, he and made dotting down one handed for the thrice. Look publicly. Yeah, he um he yeah, Local Lewis, I think they're six and three or so with him now. That's just what it, it, the, the form they've been in. They're, they're really putting in the back end of the year and some teams are falling apart. But, man, they, they took it to the uh, the Dragons. They've taken to a few teams recently and they've put some impressive shit on the park. Well, I, I thought their performance was a little bit similar to the one against the Warriors the week before yeah. where they just controlled possession really well, really aimed up in the middle and just didn't give the opposition any chances to to do anything. Like They did that for about 50 minutes against the Warriors. They did it for the entire 80 against the Dragons. It was ex- extremely impressive, I thought. And, like, you know, everyone's hearing about... Lachlan Lewis and how good he is, so I won't bore you with yeah. the details. But like Mitch says, their record with him is now ex- it's extremely uh, respectable, and he's a con- the kind of player they've sort of they sort of fallen into him, you know, with Foran getting injured, and I don't think Lewis had a top thirty contract to start the year. Well, him out of it, like, yeah. In preseason, they told him, you know, sorry, mate, you're out." Yeah, and now he looks like someone that they that they can really build around, you know. And they've really found a couple of guys like that this year, like Remus Smith's one, and um, Reese Martin's another, and mm. And Will Hopawati at fullback, weirdly, that he's one as well. They'd moved mate. on from him as a fullback. They didn't buy as their fullback. Aiden and he's come Tolman back and he's playing great footy. By the way. Sorry? Aiden Tolman was on fire in this game. He cut 28 runs, 240 metres for Aiden Tolman. Maybe Des was right. Maybe yeah. he's the best player. He had 18 runs at half time, and I thought there was something wrong. I was like, is something wrong? <laughs> Has my app not updated at full time? And he's got the full time numbers at half time? What's going on? But All right, we've sugarcoated this as much as we can. Dale. Give me some yeah. answers. Um, look, they were fucking woeful, to be really honest. Like, they're just. Nothing went right to be... It to doesn't be. help. They lost Aitken early, lost Nightingale and stuff, but there was oh, no energy. Man, the Nightingale injury. No, apart from Frizzell, they, it, they all just looked... They, they, did, they did on the not beach. look up for it. They are dead set on the beach, like to the point where Dad messaged me today and said, can Hunt play Reggie's this week? The uh, answer is no, yeah. because it's New South Wales Cup Broncos final. 2017. <laughs> I, and he, ju- he said, like, it just needs to freshen up. Like, either rest him or play him in Reggie's or something. And I just... Like, he kicked the ball out from 60 metres. They kicked, got the full oh, hunt experience in one year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Mitch Mitch made the point the day after this game that it looked like so many games Hunt had for the Broncos where he just kind of lets the game pass him by. Mm. He, he's not he's not up there demanding the ball, trying to get involved. And it looked like when he was kicking, he wasn't thinking about what he was doing. He was just kicking Agreed. it to kick it. And that's how, that's how ben, ben Hunt is some of the time. With Widdop not there, and they need Hunt to sort of step up and and 
be a bit more of a controlling presence. You you just can't have that. Yeah. You mm. just can't have that. And yeah, I, I thought after that win over the Tigers at Leichhardt, I thought at the very least the forwards would would really aim up and and do some smashing and and give the backs a chance to do something. But that game now, instead of looking like something that rejuvenated them, that's looking like the slight bounce as they hit the bottom of the cliff, you know? Mm. So it's, like we said, we don't want to write people off a couple of weeks before the semis because we've seen a lot of teams in the past really turn it on and go on good runs. But the the Dragons look terminal, man. Yeah. Um, Like I thought, I thought Graham... Tried really hard, you know. He tries problem, hard though, every right? week, but that's but that's the issue. Yeah. Is that's exactly exactly right? Like we spoke about it last week. They just they look so tired. They just look like they don't want to be there. Jack Jack DeBellin looks exhausted. Yeah, and no yeah. Paul Vaughan for the rest of the year is huge. That's a loss. Yeah, yeah, massive loss. Um, any positives to come out of it? No, not really. No. Well, you get to see Zach Lomax play a game this yeah, week. Yeah, that's going to be fun. That, but maybe, He's yeah. good. But I'm actually upset the Bulldogs losing Brett and Josh Morris because it's sick having Lachlan Lewis point at them and kick the ball that way all yeah, the time. I'm, I'm, I'm into it, eh? It, it <laughs> was Morris a... boys, they've, they've been really good for a couple of weeks. They were superb in this one. But it's, it's locked always, that edge down. It's always enjoyable watching Lachlan Lewis point and kick until it's against your team. And then you're like, guy, what? No, <laughs> I was just... giggling when they beat us at some point. <laughs> oh, I was fair. like a madman. I was like, it was just going to happen again. It was, it was crusty watching the Globetrotters yeah. at, at one point. <laughs> just take the ball off him, for God's sake. Uh, yeah, look, the, the less it's said about this Saints performance, the better. Yeah, I feel like if you want to hear all the Saints crisis talk everywhere, it is currently everywhere. Oh, <laughs> like you can go find anywhere. Here, just the, off the Saints crisis talk, if you're Canterbury, what do you try and do with Kieran Foran? Do you want to bring him back and play him with Lewis? Or do you want to cut bait with him like they cut bait with Woods and Mbai? I don't know if they can cut bait with four and eight. Was got two, three years left on decent bucks? Oh, Woods had ten years left. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> I don't want to get rid of him. We, we, me and Kemba were speaking pre-pod, saying like most decent players other clubs will take. Fans get too caught up in thinking, oh, who want Woods or who want Jack Bird, whatever, whatever. But Ford almost falls into that who would want him basket at this point. Like he <laughs> can't. Can't you see the manly homecoming though? Oh, can't can't uh, you see that happening? Uh, yeah, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I don't know. It's it's hard for people to give up on decent halves, isn't it? In this in the NRL, but yeah, well they've got um Jack Cogger coming down, who also I don't think that's crash hot. So maybe Foran just ends up back in there at seven. I don't know. I mean Cogger, you try. Has, I think you try and get Foran, out of it. Kieran yeah. Foran has never pointed before kicking in his and life. It, well, I I'll think, tell you that much. You know, if I'm in there, so to try and find a way out of the deals as much as I can. Yeah, you'd have to. Mm. But yeah, who knows? And I, I, I just think he might sit on that contract. You know, if you, if, you, if you're him as well, as well, why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. And and the dogs are are known for just playing people in Reggie's on lots of dollars. So yeah, that, that's 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 a fair point. Like actually. they're not going to be unhappy to just say, "Look, mate." Well, I think I don't think I don't think they'll be unhappy. Well, my apologies. I think you're right in that they'd be absolutely they'll willing say, to do Look, it. You're not good enough to play in the team, and we'll pay you not to play because we're sure as shit better without you there out there. <laughs> All right, we move on to next week. We'll tip the games quickly. All right, Souths v Wests at the Olympic Stadium on Thursday night. Give me Souths. Well, Tigers have a great record over Souths, and they always seem to turn up, but I'm going to get... Barney's going to get healthy for one week. Yes. They're going to get... I'll go, I'll go Souths, but I think a close one. I think West will give it a real good go. Uh, Warriors versus Canberra at Mount Smart. This is going to be a better game. I'm really looking forward to this yeah, game. Too. Yeah, because I, I think it's going to be a big crowd at Mount Smart as well for Simon Mannering's last... Well, maybe last home game there. Mm-hmm. How good the, what the Warriors are doing, the uh, pay as much as you want to pay to get in, essentially. What do you think it's worth? Give them a dollar, you can get in. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's. I think that's almost a guaranteed sellout. I'll go the Warriors in the game of the round. Yeah, so oh, no, no Blake Green for them again, which is annoying. But yeah, Tohu Harris is there. Most of the boys are there. Should Warriors. be good. Uh, Melbourne. Uh, sorry, I'll take 
the Warriors as well. Uh, Melbourne versus Penrith at Edwin Flack Field on Friday night. It's a pretty broken Melbourne side still. They've got, but they they'll grind a win out against Penny. Yeah, they, they as we said earlier, they match up so well with what Penrith provided. If Penrith are to improve, it kind of has to be now. It's now or never. Really. Maloney's back. Yeah. Maloney's, Maloney is back, and that's not nothing. Um, but I think we'll see a, a slightly improved performance from Penrith, but it won't be enough. Uh, give me Melbourne as well. Uh, uh, Newcastle versus the George Illawarra Old Boys Day at Hunter Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Difficult game to pick, I reckon. Yeah, if Pong is there, if Watson's there, you know, if, if Newcastle a bit more fit, I pick Newcastle. But at this point, it's it's hard. I don't see the energy from the Dragons, but I don't see the cattle at Newcastle. But I'm going with the old boys. I'm going with the um, the fire up for for the fellas on the yeah. hill. Well, yeah. that's it. Uh, if if the likes of Owen Craigie, Darren mm. Albert, you know, Owen Craigie a second time, Troy Fletcher, Ooh, Billy yeah. Peden. If they're all there, how can Newcastle fail? Well, they, they do Old Boys Day the best. They really they do, and have. they've been doing it. They've been doing it for years as well, for longer than anyone else. So, I think yeah, back in New Year. Uh I'll take Newcastle as well. Uh, Gold Coast versus North Queensland. JT's last game at Rabina Stadium. The yeah, Cowboys are dancing. On yeah, oh, Cowboys yeah, Kiazza, Kiazza doing it. Another two hundred and seventy thousand meters for Jordan McLean. <laughs> uh, that game's Sucked already sold out too. So <laughs> that's uh, that's good stuff. Uh, Parramatta versus Eastern Suburbs at the Olympic Park on Saturday night. <laughs> Yeah, um, I tried to have Parafay for so long, but no, the the Chooks are getting healthy. Yeah, Roosters, Roosters by many points. Bit yeah. of a bit of a sparring session for them before the finals. Mm. Uh, Sunday afternoon again at the Olympic Stadium, Canterbury Bankstown versus Cronulla Sutherland. You know who's pointing at corners at hands? <laughs> you know who's doing it? The Morris Sosai- boys. Is Sasai Fecky in the team this week? Sasai Fecky, I'm. Pretty sure he is. Edric, is. Le- Edric, Edric Lee, Lee, the hit that, man, that he's is in not there a, as well. That's not going to be the corner you're pointing to. Dropping no. shots and scoring tries of no. my man, Eddie. I, I actually think this one will be really close. I think Cronulla, or sorry, Canterbury, we all know how well they've played, but I think their style matches yeah. up quite well with the Sharks. I think this will be a very torrid, low-scoring game. And I'm tipping the dogs for the upset dogs because, like, you know, why not? I feel like though, if you're if you're the Sharks, this is actually the matchup at this point. You want to play the Bulldogs right now. Yes, really good test, and also because you're likely playing away in Melbourne next week, it's getting you back into. Let's get back into a scrap. We're gonna have to scrap another win. Next yeah, week, yeah, so. and they like they'll likely know that if if they're already in the top four by the time yeah. this game kicks off, so yes. they can have the chance to rest one or two guys if they really need to but, as well. Yep, yeah, doggies for me, dogs for me as well. And the last game of the regular season, Brisbane versus Manly Warringah at Lang Park on Sunday afternoon. I'm pretty sure Manly are going straight from this game to like Jupiter's for, for their Mad Monday, <laughs> which, is start, which is starting 12 hours early. I oh mean, yeah, no, they're not going to the Treasury. They're going big. They're going Jupiter's. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I'm tipping Brisbane by plenty. It'd be a classic Manly game that they look like potential premiers for 20 minutes and then the worst team in the comp for the other 60. <laughs> but it depends if the Broncos can take enough of the other 60 to win this game. Um, there's no Jorge to fool for Manly, but the Broncos out Andrew McCulloch, but they've actually got a back of hooker for once. Terps. The Terps in, and I'm taking Brisbane... Uh, hopefully to, to hopefully get a bit of a for and against game here. Hopefully they put on they'll not again they'll know by they'll kick know off if fight, they can yeah. do anything. But hopefully they can go in there and grab that twenty or thirty points they need for and against back. Uh, I'll take Brisbane as well for the record. Yeah, sweet. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. This will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi-run-run-run. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. <laughs> News <Okay>. time. 
Campo loves that drop. I, I really do. It's the Campo is dancing through that drop, which is which is great stuff. I mean, the man's got moves. You Nothing know it. News. Um, this kind of only just broke, so there's it's pretty. There's no news, right? Chippy. There's no news, right? Is there news, Mitch? Is there it's news? Ca- well, it's the cat. The sharks are under an investigation for their salary cap. Yes. Yeah, so there's no news, but that's the news. You've got, you've got a journal on your left and you ask me first. Well, look, <laughs> look I, I wanted to show you the due respect. But, you know, this is your room. Oh, look, from the looks of things, I think abs- absolute details about the investigation audits actually investigating are pretty scant at the moment. Yeah. Um, the dailytelegraph.com.au slash sports slash NRL. We have a great subscribe, story on it. Subscribe. 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 View it from as many different devices as possible. So you don't have to they've go annoying, through the paywall. They've annoyingly yeah. moved, changed the paywall system now. I think you might actually have to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, that, that puts that puts money in your old pal Nick's pocket. So please can, please consider <laughs> please. it, honestly. Um, so details are pretty scant. I'm assuming we'll get a lot more in sort of the days to come. It seems to, It seems to me, just judging from that initial story, that it looks like it's closer to the the Parramatta salary cap breaches of a couple of years ago, and the Manly salary cap investigation that's I think is currently still ongoing. I don't think it'll be enough for them to be stripped of titles or anything like that. But oh. we can I, only hope, though. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, we I live, think it, we live I, in a hope. it could be enough to sort of shake up their their list a fair bit. And mm. with Val Holmes off contract next year and wanting that big money, it could be. It could be the start of them having to lose yeah. him. Which are, you, would be are you saying a big, big deal? Are you saying that Paul Garland could not get the all-time loss record? Well, I don't think that's anything that any of the the red-blooded punters out there want. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you're 100 you know, right. Anything's possible. Yeah, I just oh, they're good. They wouldn't cheat. This club wouldn't cheat. No, no, no. no, 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 no they are. The mark, they, I mean, a great, great bunch of fans. Great boardroom. Great fellas. Never. Great, great team. Same thing. Someone else injected the money into our salary cap. <laughs> <laughs> Was it us? Uh, it was an outside source. They came in. They put I don't it know how this paper bag got there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If right. anything, I'm the victim. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm sorry. Uh, alrighty. No, what else? The, t- the, the Warriors, no, we did, we the Warriors ticket already, thing we've already yeah. talked about. Yeah. But the big news of the week: Catalan Dragons won the Challenge Cup. The first non-English team to win the Challenge Cup in its 120-year history. And I'm here for it. Yes, Papa. Um. Where do we rate Kenny Edwards' whack shit? Oh, my Lord. It's, it's fantastic to me. This is a trophy that's been played for since 1896. It's the oldest professional rugby league competition in the world. It has a prestige and a magic and a, a history to it it's, that it's, nothing else has in this mm. sport. It's, and Kenny it's Edwards not only won it, <laughs> he did his finest, his, his absolute finest Late game cramp. He I did. shudder to think what would happen if he played in an NRL grand final oh, and had Lord. had the chance to to show us or something. Because this this looked like a wrestling move. This looked like he'd been hit by an invisible Chris Jericho. It was crazy. Yeah, the scouts on the phone to Vince saying, "Look, mate, we got the wrong rugby league player." Vito, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be a, he'd be a wonderful bloody heel in yeah. the in the old wrestling, wouldn't he? He would be mm. great. That was great. I, I I watched this. I watched this game. Catalan played great. Tony Gijot, fullback. First, um, well, they're the first non-English team to win the cup, and he's the first non-English. He's the first French player to win man of the match. There you go. I got there in the end. Kicked a forty twenty, set up a try. A very talented, very sort of classical French footy player. They they did they did so well. They did so well. It's a great it's a great moment for French rugby league, mm. which hasn't had a lot of great moments recently. I mean, you know, since the war. Well, yes, yeah, really, since rugby league was outlawed by the Vichy French government. 
in the Second the World scum, War. The it's been a rough trot for the frogs. It's been a rough trot being banned. Uh, you know, it's up, it's up now. We're everywhere. And yes, gonna, Papa. They're going to trot the challenge camp around New Camp this week, aren't they? It's like, they're just taking yeah, it. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they're going to they're gonna trot it around New Camp, I think, in like a halftime of a Barcelona game or something. or Good some stuff. And some, Red shit sport they, like, some shit sport they play down there, I don't know. Red Star Grade rugby league team are like, we're in as well, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming. All the lads are coming. It's fantastic, but no agendas, just facts. Kenny Edwards facts. <laughs> Jared Haynes, seasons in the NRL 12. Seasons with the winning record or 50% record are better, four. And his last five seasons with power are 29 wins. So there's your, there's your Jared Haynes facts. Kenny Edwards, seasons in the NRL, three and a half. Seasons with 50% or better win ratio, three. Three of three and a half, not four of 12. And then last three and a half seasons with power, 37 wins. To five years of Jared Haynes, 29. Look, just... Again. No, no, Dennis, just he's, facts. He's just straight, facts. Yeah, <laughs> just some straight up facts for the good and then people since at home. He, Catalan, he went to the Catalan. Before Kenny Edwards arrived in, in, in France, nine wins, ten losses, which is, you know, it's okay. It's mid-table-ish, whatever. Since Kenny Edwards got there, though, six wins, two losses, one draw, and a bloody trophy. I was going <laughs> to say, 100, so 120 home. years, no trophies, six months, one trophy. Exactly right. These, are, the, these are cold, hard facts. Yeah. Parramatta fourth last year, wooden spoon without him now. Just that's it. That's that's all I'm saying. Right, connect gotta, the dots. Connect the dots. The, the one more cup thing is fantastic. about Catalan. It wasn't just that they're a French team, and they they're not. It's not like it's just a bunch of Aussies down there. You know, the captain's French. The man of the match was French. Uh, the, I think the most of the coaching staff, except for the head coach, are French. But mm. like, there's a Fijian international in there in Braden Williami. There's a Papua New Guinean international with my man, the King of Port Moresby. David Mead, there's an Irish international in Michael McAlorum. There's a Scottish international in Lewis Tierney. This was a, a team of the rugby league world, you know, and that gets laughed at a lot, but there's something really there, and Catalan cool. really showed what there is when, when we give it the right time and the right attention, and yeah, it was just mad. And it made went, me feel yeah, great. They've gone away from signing the wash-up Aussies they were doing for a long time. They, they only did it mid-season, too. They brought uh, a thirsty Scott Drinkwater over there, who's been fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, Josh Drinkwater. Sorry, Scott's still in Scott's Australia. Scott's been fantastic in the Q He Cup. has been. Yeah. But yeah, he's been good there. And then, yeah, Greg Bird is the only real old Aussie there. there and uh, they didn't, didn't even play in the game. They did, did well without him. Mm. But it's, it's great for the game. And they have got some fans over there that are like the fans over here who hate the Warriors for... I don't know why. For existing. Existing. But over there, some fans who can't stand that Toronto and, and France are winning the coming forum or whatever. But it's, it's fantastic for rugby league. And hopefully we can get, you know, some other European teams in. I didn't, didn't think I'd see a team from Belgrade coming in any time soon. But here we are, going for the challenge. That's fantastic. And, you know, they play in their own stadium. They don't have a... They don't borrow a stadium. Perpignan is not exactly a big football town. They have a mm. USAP. They have a they have a rugby union team in the top 14. But, you know, Perpignan is it's Catalan country and good, good mm. for them. If you get the chance, go on to the Catalan Dragons Twitter feed. Great social media. And, yeah, and look at some of the videos, some of the photos that came up after the game. You know, there's there's great stuff of some very long-suffering French rugby league types who have seen the, the sport through some very, very dark days. And mm. it's, a, it's a great day for all of them. So I, I really, it's, it's honestly one of the highlights of the year for me, mm. them winning that game. There you go. It's probably <laughs> the most, you know, European rugby league chat we've had on here since the World Cup, for sure. Hey, we had Sando watch a few years ago. That is true. <laughs> I don't know fat. how much of that was rugby league chat, but it, then, there was chat about he, rug, a rugby fat. league player in Europe. Then he got fat and then that, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, th- there's been a few injuries. Um, the uh, funny is not the right word, but most poignant one of which was Reese Martin's horrible knee injury. But um, it's named again this week. Yeah, which which is it's weird. Because Kummels are unbreakable, my wow. friend. This is this is similar to was it 
It was Mitch Moses earlier in the year who had a knee injury who I thought they were going to have to take his leg below, they, the, they below the knee. diagnosed Jamie Bureau with a torn ACL and he played two weeks later. Like, it's been a weird he is a like robot, that. to be fair. They uh, need all the information at hand before they comment. That's what they need. That's, that's <laughs> very true. That's what I've been very told. Very true. Uh, yeah, a, f- a fair few injuries this week. Uh, McCulloch is obviously you know, yeah. a good one as well. Nightingale's elbow. I, I, elbow. I, I tend to think if, if this was a finals game, McCulloch would be playing. I, I, do I think too, I think they're just but they're just oh, being safe. Well, you know, which is the right year, which is the right move. But. When like they haven't even let him clear concussion protocol, they just cleared him out. Whereas you know, last year they waited for Oates to clear for a finals game and he cleared and he played. Yeah. So I, I do believe McCulloch would have been in a twenty-one if it was finals next week, and they would have seen it. You know, gone to the wire. Uh, you've had your other injuries. Obviously, you had Jason Nightingale's elbow. You and Aitken now. Uh, Cam McInnes concussion, but possibly playing. We'll see. I think they'll um they'll they'll obviously give that to the last moment till he gets there too. Ponga not playing his last game, so the Dally M opens right up with uh two of us to Sheck I think's probably I, th- I think Sheck's just got it just about wrapped up. If he has a big game against the Raiders, which I think he will, mate, it could be heading over to New Zealand, which would be another great thing be, for, you know, people in the National Rugby League and all those and all those dickheads so out there that good. hate the Warriors. Yeah, know? and uh yeah, because Damien Cook's gone off the boil. Luke Brooks was up there as well, and he hasn't been as good the last... And off the boil. I mean, he hasn't had great two last two games. <laughs> was yeah. Oh, he just hasn't been... He hasn't yeah. just been ripping it up the way he yeah. was, that's Yeah, all. exactly. And then other injuries, really. Um, Matt Moylan and Jesse Ramian are returning, I think. And then... Who else came out? Uh, Connor Watson's out again for the Knights. Dean Farre, that poor bloke. Oh, it sucks, He's had a pretty it? good year in terms of his actual form. His legs were better really, He's had a really good season, I thought. And you're right, his legs were starting to come back. He was starting to play some great attacking footy. Yeah. And then his bloody arm breaks on him. And Terrible. then Wade Egan's name, but in doubt. Uh, Bobby Four tries returns for South. But yeah, I think it's about pretty much all the injuries. And Blake Green's one more week. Hopefully he's back for the finals because um, whoever they play, they'll need him. Yeah, I think it's the same deal. I think if it was if it was the finals, he'd be playing it, and they're just playing it safe because you know in the regular season, Lino's a, a good enough replacement. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Ben Hunter sunken with disappointment. Pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Got this earlier, but didn't forget your boy Nick Cantor reminded us. You've got to put it in. Well, it's the kind of thing. I, I know he can't win it every week, but it feels like if you wanted to, you could give it to him. He's every definitely week the, the kind of player. He. I mean, it's, um, he he would get votes every week in the Dallium of stupid. But this is, but this is going anyway. Drop a like hunt this week's going to Alex Johnston for that. Terrible attempt that led to Campbell Graham's offside in goal thing. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But my lord, he was not very good back at fullback this week. I, he he still he looked a bit, a bit ginger to me. I think yeah. I think they, I not rushed him back, but there was a little bit of talk during the week that oh, they might pull him out. Wait one more week, and I thought yeah. no no no, we'll go with it. We'll see how he goes. And, and he it was, didn't go great. So. And, he, and he shat his pants when Nick Cottridge jammed him too. He just threw that ball in the air when he saw Cottridge coming. Who, who among us I, would I, not I, when I, being yeah. confronted by some sort of Serbian gorilla? Yeah, exactly right. But oh, Lord, that drop ball. I wish Bungard was here to rub whatever was left of his hair. <laughs> right now. He probably would I'd probably pull some out with it too, but I would, I would do that. And then, uh, As I said, yeah. Sam Williams telling, telling the ref that it should have been a penalty try and then 
congratulating the ref on making a good call that you can't be offside in your own in goal. Those Williams Quite brothers, really. mate, they very come polite, gents. very polite lads. And where can you hear one of those Williams brothers? Uh-huh. <laughs> the League Central podcast, the Daily Telegraph podcast, Sports Network. Seamless. Me, Tim Williams, we do it every Wednesday. It's a bit more straight laced than what we got going on here, but if you like this, yeah. you'll probably like that. So you know, please listen, subscribe, comment, five stars, do all that, that all that shit. Do it. Are you serious? We're going to hammer me with questions. So Pickle, we made it Pickles, question is, time. Pickles is hammering the, is. my back. We made it to question time in an hour with me and Campo. I know. Oh, Stunning Lord. upset. I actually ate before I came here because I thought I would wither away. <laughs> we did well. Losing our touch, mate. Oh, this, this is a good question. I'm, I'm certain you and, and you and young Matt Coleman would have discussed this on Saturday, but at underscore Matt Coleman asks, what is your favourite vessel for drinking VB out of? Is it a throwdown? So a throwy for, for those on the streets. A titty... <laughs> Or a longy. Well, I have, a, I have a soft spot in my heart for long necks of all shapes, sizes, and descriptions. But VB is best consumed in a tinny, you preferably reckon? on the hill, some sort of suburban sporting ground. Me and our mutual and friend of the show, Matt Coleman, ventured out to Henson Park to watch the Jets play the Magpies for the mm. Tommy Radonikas Cup. Great day out, last home game of the year. And I won't lie to you, lads, VB tinnies were drunk and admired. Yeah, and tally since is a word thrown around. I'm, I'm a longy man. Oh yeah, longies for but, sure. But for VB, I'm actually I like the throwies. Well, I, I don't I, love man, VB. I tell you the last like time I had them. a throw, to be honest with, oh a VB throw at least, yeah. to be honest with you, it's always tinnies at the footy. Mm. Here we go. Okay, question from Mario Siegs underscore. This is an interesting one. Big spoon or little spoon? You're a romancer, Dale Roots. Uh, you actually, I think you're two big spoons. Is that, is that how that we're, works? We're two, two. We're two knives. Let's be honest. Two we're knives. both two, two long, two long adults. Uh, no, I would. No, I'd probably be the big spoon. If yeah. there was a choice, uh, we you are. I'm big spoon, big bro. Spoon, yeah. Come on, the big spoon as well. I mean, I, th- I feel like a little spoon's more of a reach around deal for, for a man. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm a big spoon. Yeah, yeah. once you're the little spoon, it becomes something else entirely. I mean, we've, uh, yeah, you know, when when yeah. you sli- when you have uh, schedules that are as strange as my partner and I, then no, spooning is a rarity. <laughs> the forking is uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a brief glimpse into the bizarre and perverted life of Dale Roots, <laughs> and you can hear more of that on the League Central <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, next question from Mario. He says, if I brought you out to our farm and gave you a gun slash axe, could you kill a turkey slash chook slash sheep for the purposes of eating it? Yes. Yeah. Could I kill a bird? Yes. It's <laughs> 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 a bit of fear of birds. So what were the three? Hang on. Tur- my que- turkey, hang on. Sheep how, or... how close? My question to Mitch, how close do you get before it becomes uncomfortable? Right, for you. Because well, I mean, uh, would you be the, able to do it with an axe? The chooks... Oh, I'm, not, I'm not swinging an axe at a chook well, or a axe, turkey. Axe would be... I'm not holding be it. Very, either. very bloody and like visceral and yeah, you like have a, to get up. Feel like a gun. Like I'm not. A, I'm not a good shot or anything. But like if I'm a twelve gauge, you pop, spray, you pop one into it from it from you know five or six meters away, then you're mm. all right. If it's an axe, you're right up in its face. That'd be tougher. I still think I could do it though. Oh, mm. I'm, I'm more of a. I'm hoping with a shotgun here. Axe, yeah. I might do sheep. I thought you were going to say I'll kill it with my bare hands. hands. Uh, wait, but, uh, <laughs> I have been. I have gone shooting at a, at a farm before. And I'm not again, not a great shot, but the old shotgun method. Yeah, yeah. So I stick the gun in a, in a chook pen. But <laughs> you know, there's a saying about fish in a barrel. It's actually yeah. about chooks in a pen. There That's you it. go. That's it. Uh, that is an interesting question. But That's yeah, a good I'm, question. I think we're all. I'm, I'm, we're all meat eaters here. I mean, I've, I handle meat. I can. I, can, I, can, I don't want to hear about handling meat, animal. mate. We've had one. We've had enough yeah. spooning questions on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Frank underscore nine eighty seven says. As the Sharks are drug cheats and now salary cap cheats, when will it end? Will Errol finally come down on the sham of a club and delete the team and all their fans? <laughs> delete their fans. Delete their 
fans. Are you calling for a... Uh, not, not Some a, sort of Black Mirror-esque eradication yeah, of, wow. of Cronulla and everything they stand for. I mean, to be yeah. fair, we're only, what, like 10 years from their stadium being swallowed into the sea. So, yeah. look, the faster that happens, the better, I say. The, uh, the elimination of all Sharks fans. There we go. Hey, I mean, we've, we are wanting to stab a Prime Minister in the back, so, you yeah, know. Maybe that's how it, how it ends. Maybe Let's, that's how it ends. ScoMo <laughs> goes down and he takes Sharks Nation with him, you know. Yeah, will the Prime Minister step in on these issues? Actually, <laughs> this is, anyway, <laughs> next question from Never Underscore Trendy said, should should they be turning the porch lights back on? Well, if you got a dimmer on the porch light, can you dim Did, your yeah, porch lights? Yeah. What if you had a, what like, if you had re- a motion re- sensor? Replace the light bulbs just to be safe. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Mesut Hosel, she's back. Excellent area. Don't let me salute anymore. Worst fan base, and why is it everyone apart from the Warriors fans? Well, I think it depends what you're looking for. I think you're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> In your own special ways, including Broncos fans. We all suck. But yeah, that's fair enough. We yeah. all suck. We're all terrible. Try and be better. In certain ways, yeah. Uh, a mess at Ozil comes next. So Ozil, our friend Dave, uh, the old uh, Andrew Voss hoster himself, says, after the Sharks get turf for cap breaches, what insane schemes would Campo devise to get another team out of the finals and get the Raiders in? <laughs> I don't even think it has to be an insane scheme. It's just going to be like an uprising of the people, you know, like <laughs> march down, march down Anzac Parade, stop all the traffic, maybe have a hunger strike or something like that. <laughs> just slam on Todd Greenberg's door, just not even demanding anything egregious. We're just demanding what's right, you know. Just some six something. camera fans to do that. Yeah, man, it could <laughs> be dozens and dozens of us. There you know, just demanding of us. something. Right and true and beautiful, getting the Raiders in the finals, even though they absolutely don't deserve to be there. Like, <laughs> but what about can, the last two? Who weeks? could speak against that? <laughs> um, Good lord. Beno underscore Wallace. The NRL would love the Sharks gone. Could they use the salary cap investigation as a step to removing them from the comp? Well, if they could find a massive, massive, massive breach, they could try something. But, I, no. I, I don't. I don't think so. This sounds yeah. like. Ben Wallace is a deep sleeper agent for, for Frankie's plan <laughs> to kill off black, the Sharks. Speaking of Black Mirror. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm staying woke here tonight. Um, Matty McP25 says, Can Pickles' form slump this year be attributed to a rise in pressure placed on him both internally by himself and, and the club and also by the media? Well, I can tell you he's not sprinting up the hallway as much as he was no. last year. He's not he, doing the extra. Well, he is that, in that, a slump that, at the moment, like a physical him. slump. I think he likes, just like the Dragons, you're going to blame the fans here, I think Pickles are going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all of your fault. <laughs> that, uh, that's his form being down. He's also been through a thing recently where he's been faking injuries. Yeah, I have noticed that. that, yes. He's been yes. doing the Dugan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last couple of weeks he's been faking a, a right a right foot yeah, injury. He'll he'll limp up he'll limp up to you and then yeah. you'll you know, you'll tell him to bugger off and, and he'll like, run oh. away on all fours. Yeah. Like, and he's not even trying. Up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um Michael Darren seventy nine. Does Ben Hunt deserve Ben Hunt <laughs> Ben Hunt deserve the criticism he receives or is it understated? Yes. We've been to, I've been to this. I said this last week. It's like halfbacks get all the credit when you win, so I'm also okay with them getting a bit more of the the, the hammering when they lose. Mm. You know, I can't let Ben Hunt being called the world's greatest player ever the first ten rounds of the season, best signing ever, get storage and whatever, whatever, and not cop a fair brunt of the whack when they when they're going poorly. And he has been playing poor the last few weeks too. Yeah. I know obviously forwards have let him down, but he hasn't been good himself either. No, not at all. Um, has the Panthers' playing style changed much since Griffin was sacked? They're losing. Do they have a style? No, they've really had a style. They, yeah, they kind of just get behind and try just, and win. They kind of just exist. They kind of just play and hope stuff works out. I don't know. That, I, don't, I don't see many discernible styles or patterns to, to what they're doing. Maybe that's part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and his last question is: Should Benji call it a day? I I think he should. I think he is. Think I, so? I I I don't know if he is or not. It's been sort of iffy on that all year, but it's been great him coming back. I think it's been a really great farewell for for player and club. 
And I'm not sure if he's going to, but I think it's the right move for both parties for, for that to finish up. How now. old is Benji? 33? Oh, jeez. He's not as old as he looks, as people think he is. That's no, it's because he started at 17, yeah. but like yeah. I th- the, the, the miles are sort of added up oh, yeah. a little bit. Mm. And he could probably still play next year and be okay, but I don't yeah, think you want, need, I don't think you want another situation okay. where you're shipping him off. Yeah. No, I think or you're it's kicking perfect... him out the door. Like, if he can walk away amicably with the club, I think that'd be a great Perfect thing. homecoming. He's come back, played reasonably well, and I've uh, earned some respect back from the fans. Had a decent season, and then perhaps he can stay out next year and mentor the young Haas. It's I think there's no coincidence in... There are t- like Luke Brooks learning a few tricks with Benji being there, but yeah, mm. I think it's the right time as well. Yep, I'd agree with that. It's nice to see too, by the way. I don't often get, after what happened with them, nice farewells. Yeah. You know? And I'm glad he went back, even though Broncos could have used him this year. I'm happy he went back. Uh, Mick the Perm says, with the 2025 World Cup in the USA all but doomed due to funding... No, he's got me regional areas there. Do you think it's something at the World Cup to regional areas? Canberra are taking a game to a regional area next year. They're taking a game to Wagga. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Regional areas. There you go. Paul McInnesville, 78. Mm. In 2016, Gus said Cronulla won a soft comp with all the major contenders having flaws. This year, will people say the same thing about this year's premiers? Anyone who says any comp is soft is kidding themselves. Yeah. There yeah. are no soft competitions. There are There's no easy not. competitions to win. Yeah. There isn't. And, and I, um, I would say le- even less so this year because the – like the top eight, like anybody well, no can dominant come. Team. Yeah, anybody can come second at this point. It's like, a weird year. The premier's yeah. going to finish. Minor premier's going max thirty six points. Mm. The team coming eighth is going to have the highest point total for a team coming eighth ever. The Tigers are a shot to be the first team to win thirteen games and not make the top eight as well. It's soft just, comp though, man. It's a real, it's a real even comp. And yeah, okay, soft in the terms that there's not three really elite teams, but whatever. Well, yeah, if there's not it's a not. team like Melbourne last year, that doesn't mean it's a soft no. competition. I've I've always hated that remark from Gus. No, it's exactly right. It's actually been like you know pretty even comp, which makes it not not soft. You know, it's hard to beat everybody. Um, okay, next question, Mick the Perm. What is a better additive in chocolate? Salted caramel, honeycomb, or coconut? Oh, jeez. Salt of caramel for me. Yeah, me too. Oh, I love all three of those things. Yeah. I'd probably go salted caramel, but I do love coconut. Ha- honeycomb to me is more of a textural agent. It is. Uh, that's definitely the, the tier three of that, yes. of those additives. But um, salted caramel, number one by distance for myself. Jelly, uh, jelly tip, still a, still a great additive. Jelly tip? Yeah, 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 that is. Uh, Vic underscore Arius, good old Chris Shard, says, odds of only nine players turn up for the list cats to play Cass... This weekend, including Kenny Edwards, who shocks a crowd by playing 20 minutes of the wing, just a pair of boardies whilst holding, <laughs> it, whilst holding an open champagne bottle. Oh, right. mate, there is, there's been some fine French champagne drunk all yeah, around Perth in all these last few days, man. I'd, I'd forfeit, honestly. Yeah. I'd forfeit and let the boys stay on the beers. There you go. Uh, Harry Ramage says, due to, the impending re- to his impending retirement, does Cambo still believe Thurston could chase down a train like he proclaimed on his Boomerokies debut? <laughs> yeah, I stand by that. Stand by. Yeah, if he, if he had to. Like, if the fate of Townsville was at stake... Um, like a, maybe a toy train set there. <laughs> oh, yeah, like a Thomas the Train Engine yeah. or something. Maybe a train that was sitting there stationary yeah. and not moving. He could chase that down. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Dag's back again. If you're a Roosters fan, would you be worried about how much money you're going to be giving to Angus Crichton for the next few years? Uh, if you're a Roosters fan, you wouldn't be worried about any any of those things because yeah, they sign and they turn yeah, players exactly. over so easily. Yeah. I, I do think he's had a pretty crook season. He has. All things considered. But yeah, the Roosters, when you're rich, you don't have problems. So yeah. That is yeah, true. No pro- no Everybody worries. else has your yeah. problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you pay other people to have your problems the, for the you. The point with Crichton is like, and I think that we've said this before, it's just like he tried... Uh, 
the way that it looks to me is that he tries to do everything himself and he's just not physically no. capable. He just can't pass either. No. He's got just yeah. got dud hands, old nine fingered Gus. Mm. Yeah, and he one of the games this like one of the plays this week, he went on the blind on fifth tackle on his own, like he thought he was Lay Lua. Get away from that. You're not you're not Joey you're certainly And also in either. Joey's house. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> show some respect. <laughs> the disrespect on his right corner. <laughs> dare you. Dare you. Uh, Frankie's back. He was sent back in time two hundred years, only have five minutes notice. What do you take? My phone. Well, then he runs out of battery. Two hundred nah, years. Take my phone. I got five years. And I got five minutes notice. What's the point? Cambo's committing suicide by the sounds of it. I don't know. That's a that's a really good question. So we're back to eighteen eighteen for five minutes. No, I've got five minutes to prepare being sent back. Oh, okay. What could what could I take? I've got nothing. I've got nothing useful around this house. Like a take here's, back. Here's be- a hot take: a rugby league ball. You? you don't have five minutes to teach him. How long no, no, are we no, back on, in the on. past? No, no, no. We have minutes. five minutes till we get sent back. We We're go. back forever. Five oh, okay. We're back, back forever. Back forever. Okay. Rugby league ball. Would it, yeah. Would it be Rugby like league a... wasn't invented for another 80, 80 years. No, you know what you do? You yeah. print out like race results or something. Uh, 200 18, years ago, 18. though. Yeah, man. Yeah, they have yeah. records for that sort of stuff. Not heaps, of course. But then you go back, you make a lot of money. And mm. then you do whatever it was people did with lots of money in the 19th century. We're, writing, like a lot of we're doing a shit version of Back to the Future. We're going like back that. too far. <laughs> we're doing a shit version of it. But yeah, I take rap music back. I'm going to be Kendrick Lamar. Oh, God. No way. You'd get burnt at, you'd get burnt at the stake. I would be. <laughs> I'll try. What else What else floats? A rock. Uh, I'll just... I actually, yeah, I'll, you're right. I would go and online and steal other people's fam- famous people's work. Yeah, that's what you do. Print off books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I wrote it. these that's books. It. And then also I had the gambling. <laughs> I'll do all this stuff. Yeah, there you go. It's diverse portfolio. Yeah. Oil yeah. out here. That's it. Uh, Flat above the shop says, after losing an important late season match 38 nil, should someone tell the Dragons that retro round was last month? <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Zing. Uh, Jack Cronin, is Josh King now a Boulder for Origin next year? My Lord. He, 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 I don't, he don't, don't want to live in that world. And uh, Beard underscore Radar, one is heads up slash eyes up footy the latest in the most annoying commentary phase phases at the moment. Oh, no. I've, there's several ones. There's... When someone makes a mistake, um, Fox intent. commentators will say, oh, I love the intent there. I loved what they were going for. Uh, the other, Clunky, Clunky was big for a while there. Yep, true. Um, just generally saying the Sharks are dark horses for the Premiership. Recognition. Recognition. <laughs> that, oh, God. That's, that's the new Gaznia special. Mm. Oh, heads up, eyes up footy. That's so redundant. Heads up and eyes up mean the same thing. Yeah. So you, can, you, could, you could really be much more efficient there. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole litany of just really bad commentary. I'm, I would hope that, that players are playing with their eyes up because, like, I know the ball's in your hand, but Dylan Napa's not. I'll tell you that much. Mate, well, exactly he makes a go. good point. He- heads down footy, heads down footy, head forward footy. Yeah. Here we go. Next question: Does Napa only play heads down to his eyes? Hey! <laughs> Very good. Well done. I think that's all the questions. Not many because I sent it out late again. So I'm an idiot. I disagree. What <laughs> your, your microphone hasn't screwed up six times? Well, that's also this, not your fault. This, yeah. this podcast, I may I may be bleeding out of one of my ears. I was going <laughs> to ask you to you know seek assistance with that, but, uh, but that's all right. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for coming on, Campo. Yeah, thanks, Campo. Wait, always, that, is, that is record timing for us. Always a pleasure. Good to be here. Anything you want to plug other than six hundred podcasts that you guys? Are no, doing? the the League Central podcast on iTunes. Please do that. Follow me on Twitter and click on my yarns, please. I do a lot of footy stuff, as you probably guessed. I do a lot of UFC stuff. You click on them. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you.
Oh, right. we appreciate you. Look at oh. that. Look at him liking people. I appreciate stuff. you guys too. Mitch, I appreciate you. Oh, yeah. I don't, oh, I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't want it. It only goes one way. What, is the, what are these I appreciate feelings you, Dale, of, Cameron, of which you yeah, speak? Yeah. You, you very much. I feel for Vita Pangai Jr. You are I'm a dedicated man. Little yeah. spoon in Pango, this Pangai Jr., Milford's kicking game, Wayne Bennett, and Wayne that's Bennett. about it. <laughs> that's all I got. Alrighty. Speaking of that's about it, thanks, gentlemen. And it's another week in the books. Yeah. See you guys. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher. My name is Mr. Buckworth. The topic for today is what you would like to be when you grow up. You, over there in the jean shirt, what you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be a police officer. All right, that's a pretty good profession. You over there in that black shirt, what you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be a fireman. All right, that's a pretty good profession too. Hey. You in the back with those French braids. What's your name? My name is Snoop. Hi, Snoop. What you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a motherfucking hustler. You better ask somebody. This is for the jeans and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, now back to the jeans. This is for the jeans and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, now back to the jeans. Freeze. Had ease. Now let me drop some more of them keys. It's 199 Trace, so let me just play. It's Snoop Dogg, I'm on the mic, I'm back with Dr. Drake. But this time, I'ma hit your ass with a touch to leave motherfuckers in the days fucked up. So sit back, relax, new jacks get smacked It's Snoop Doggy Dog, I'm at the top of the stack I don't black for a second, and I'm still checking The dopest motherfucker that you're hearing on the record is me You see, S-N-O-O-P, D-O-double-G-Y, the D-O-double-G I'm fly as a falcon, soaring through the sky And I'm high till I desire, desire So check it, I get busy, I make your head dizzy I blow up your mouth like I was dizzy Gillespie, I'm crazy, you can't phase me I'm the S, oh yes, I'm fresh, I don't fuck with the stress I'm all about the chronic, bionic, you see Every single day chillin' with the D-O-double-G's D-O-U-N-D, that's my clique, my crew You fuck with us, we got to fuck you up I thought you knew, but yet you still You wanna get real, now it's time to feel You say chill and feel The motherfucking realism, Snoop Doggy Dog is on the mic I'm hitting hard as steel, nigga This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers This is for the hustlers, now back to the G's this is for the jeans and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers. Now back to the jeans. How many hoes in your motherfucking group wanna take a ride in my seven eight coupe? DV, chill as I take you on a trip where them niggas ride and slide. You know about the east side. Niggas like myself here to show you where it's at. With my hoes on my side and my strap on my back. Papers I stack daily. And death row is still the label that pays But you know how that go We flow toe for toe If you ain't on the road Fuck you and your hoe Really though, so check it It's Snoop Doggy Dog on the solo tip Steel clock and gripping Don't really give a shit About nothing at all Just my dog Stepping through the fog And I'm still gon' fade them all With the gangster shit That keeps you hanging How many hoes in 94 Will I be banging? Every single one To get the job done As I dip, skip, flip Right back to 2-1 With the sun be Shining, and I'll be rhyming. It's me, Snoopy, O double G, and I'm climbing.
This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers now back to the G's. This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers now back to the G's. I come creeping through the fall with my sagging deuce. Eastside Long Beach in a 7-8 cookie V. I'm rolling with the Jeep bump bumping in my shit and it don't quit. So drop it on the one motherfucker put together that shit. A nigga with a grip of that gangster shit With the east side hoes on my motherfucking dick And the Compton niggas all about to set trip Swing it back, bring it back just like this And if you with my shit, then blaze up another split And keep the motherfucking blunt in your pocket low Cause doggy dog is all about the zigzag smoke See, it's the West Coast thing where I'm from And if you want some, get some, bad enough, take some But watch the gun by my side Because it represents me and the motherfucking east side so bow down to the bow wow, cause bow wow, yippee yo, you can't see my flow. My shit is dope, original, now you know, and can't no hood fuck with death, wrist up. This is for the G's, and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, now back to the G's. This is for the G's, and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, now back to the G's.